0: The purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented. Welcome to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. The world screams death to America, death to Israel, and it means it. The world is screaming death to America, death to Israel. And you could say, well, I've heard that my whole life. I have, and I'm sure many of you have heard it most of your life or maybe your whole life. Why is this time different? This time is very different. This time, there's actually war, World War III going on. But more than that, It's not just the Islamists. It's really most of the nations of the world are backing the death to America, death to Israel, even if they're not vocal about it. It's death to the Western world, death to Judeo-Christian values. The Western world was based on Judeo-Christian values. And if you don't want a world based on those type of biblical values— you're going to join up and unite against it, because that's the one thing that they all have in common, their hatred for the God of the Bible. What makes an LGBTQ person on the exact same side as a Muslim terrorist, uh, or them holding up signs, LGBTQ people, for Hamas, when those Hamas people would cut those LGBTQ people's heads off. Well, Hamas doesn't like Israel. Hamas doesn't like Christianity. Therefore, it's the hatred of the God of the Bible that combines them, the LGBTQ community. Not, of course, every single person in it, but overall has a hatred for God, at least the hatred of the God of the Bible, they'll make up their own God and and make up a God that says it's okay to live that lifestyle. But they have to make up their own God for that to be the case. But that's what they do. That's the God they'll believe in. And if you make up a God, if you say, well, I believe in a God, I don't believe in... There's There's things in the Bible I don't fully agree with. I believe in a God, but... The God I believe in does this, this, and this. And basically, as long as the the God you believe in lines up with your values, then you'll believe in that God. Well, you don't really believe in a God then. You are God. You believe in yourself. You've created something to worship, but it's your own creation. You're your own God. You're giving credit because you know you really didn't create yourself, but at the same time, you're only going to follow a God that adheres to exactly what you believe or want, or exactly what you want God to be. God doesn't have to be exactly what you want. Think of how arrogant and actually ridiculous that would be. I I am totally at ease with not knowing things about God, or something that I think, I don't understand that. But then I trust that God is who he says he is. Now, I believe in a loving God, the God of the Bible, and when I see things that I'm like, wow, I'm not sure. That doesn't seem like a loving God in that situation. I've had that happen, where I question it. I question God, give me better clarity. Sometimes I find out mistranslation, not fully understanding what God's really doing here, or, or you're not looking at... God is punishing pure evil, and he's showing love to the victims. I mean, if he's punishing someone who's pure evil, and by doing that, protecting innocent victims, it might come across in a glance that God did something that wasn't loving, and that's not true. But there will be things that you could wrestle with, and you know what happens when I don't know the answer? I say, well, I know that God is just, and I know that God is love. And God's not a liar. So if he says that about himself, I mean, if he's a liar, all of this all comes crumbling down that my belief in a God is stupid. But if I truly believe God is can't lie, and if he says he's just and he's loving, and if I see something and I don't fully agree, shouldn't it be me who submits and says, "You know what? You know what, God? I just don't I don't understand it. I'm having a problem with it, and if I never understand it, it's okay because you're a loving God and you'll explain it to me when I can understand it. And I know there'll come a time where I'll be like, oh, my bad. I didn't have full understanding, now I do. That's what I know will happen. That's submitting to the God of the Bible. You don't get to pick and choose what the God of the Bible is, or who he is, or who he says he is. And when the God of the Bible says, you have to trust in my son or you don't know me, you don't get to pick and choose. You have to do that. And if you don't want to, you have to come to the conclusion, look, God doesn't have to do it my way. He doesn't have to act the way I think he should act. But do I believe he's loving? Do I believe he's kind? Do I believe he's just? And do I believe he doesn't lie? If I believe these things, then I am the one who's human, who's been made, who doesn't have full understanding. Easily, there could be things in the translation of the Bible that makes me think one thing when it's really not that. That can happen, too. That will happen. We'll, we'll get to heaven. And we'll be like, oh, we didn't understand what, what that meant. So the world screams death to America and death to Israel, and they mean it because they want death to the Judeo-Christian value system, the Western world, they want death to God. And the whole point of the tribulation is the world is going to be given a chance only for a short period of time to function without God. he If he pulls his church, they really will be functioning without God. Although there will be remnants of people, I think, that will trust in God after that. But overall... How the world works now under the grace era, it will change. Uh, The Holy Spirit being poured into somebody through grace and salvation after the rapture, I don't know how it works. Things can totally change. God is changing something. And it will be a world where Satan pretty much and the people who follow Satan, and that just means you don't follow the true God, you follow any false God, you're going to get your way. And there ain't going to be any Christians around to stop you. Or they're not going to have any power to stop you. And watch how quickly the world goes to almost utter extinction. And the point of that is still to get people to repent. Still so that people recognize there is a God. Still to get people to humble themselves and say, Just because you don't like something about God doesn't mean God isn't real. And it doesn't mean God hasn't reached out to you. It is you who are stubborn. It is you who are to blame. And you will be the one to blame when you don't get into heaven because you chose not to go even though he reached out to you. So the whole world is now against Western values. And people within the Western world are against Western values. Think about that. It's not like the Western world is filled with a whole bunch of people practicing Judeo-Christian values. We're living on the remnants of a society that practiced it better than what we did. But obviously, but there's still segments. And just, just having segments of your society that still follow God is enough to keep that society afloat. Once those segments are gone, society will not survive. Sebastian Gorka talked about how we're on the front line of this war. Remember, this war is coming to your door. This war is about you. It's about your Western values. Even if you're not a full-blown Christian, if you believe in Western values and freedom they're, they, they're coming for you. You're going to have to submit. And it's not just Islam. The one world government system that is coming that they will eventually get at some point in time, you will have to fully submit to them or else you won't get your way. Part of me is now thinking, now that I'm living through it, I didn't think it would happen this way, biblically, from reading the Bible, because I didn't live it. I didn't know exactly, but part of me is wondering, and I don't know for sure, But now that I'm living it, I wonder, I never thought about this before until this recent war with Israel popping up, is Armageddon is really just a battle, but is it just the end battle of a continuation of World War III and the whole thing is World War III and the the, the peace contract is just a lull, but it's all still the one same battle. Like the prophecy of Damascus being destroyed, moving into the Gog and Magog, and why so many people think Gog and Magog starts before the war, there's another Gog and Magog war. There's a second Gog and Magog war that is talked about after a thousand-year period after the tribulation. There's no point in focusing in on that, so don't get confused. The first Gog and Magog war that is talked about, maybe... It seems like it has close ties when it's described to Armageddon, but at the same time, it seems like it starts in many areas. There's signs that it, it, it happens at the beginning or before the tribulation even begins. And I'm thinking, so how can that be? That can't be. Then I realize, well, yet yeah, it actually can be. What if this is just an escalation and it escalates into those wars and then other wars pop up? It's all just the world at war. And everyone is getting so sick of it. And if America gets destroyed and everything goes into poverty and you're still having wars and people are starving, people will be dying for a peace contract, right? They will be so sick of it that when they propose a one world government, the economies will completely collapse. If America gets destroyed, the economies around the entire world, all of them will collapse, all shipping the 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 way our whole economy functions all the ships going back and forth all that stuff's going to stop and who's going to go to work in these situations so even if there is some food who's going to be shelving the food and can you get through with all the chaos and the people are going to steal the food that's in the supermarkets anyways So the supermarket is going to be empty. People are going to be starving. It's going to be way worse than you could possibly think. And war is constantly going. Then someone proposes, look, a one world government so that no wars can ever happen. But you're still in this war. So you get a peace contract. Oh, and the key is making sure that Israel is at peace with Islam. It all stems from that. You get your peace contract. You need the Mark of the Beast system because... If in the one world government, they're going to supply you with bread and milk as long as you have the mark and you're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark, right? If they do that, that also could be their incentive of how to get people to work. Because, okay, if you want your portions, you've got to work the bread factory. We have to have some people doing this. And so your payment is the mark. You have the mark you get a certain amount of bread and milk and whatever per week. And if you're not in the system, you get nothing and you won't even be able to work. And only people with the marks can work. And that's how they'll get things starting to, to function. But still the three and a half year period will end. War will break out again and you will have all sorts of calamities still happening during this situation. And then Armageddon comes where the whole world finally says it. it they'll just all blame Israel. We just got to get rid of stinking Israel and the whole world comes against Israel and then Jesus returns and then you have Armageddon. Okay, is it all one war? I never thought of it as all one war. But I'm living through, they're already saying, push Israel off the face of the earth which is what they'll be saying during Armageddon. Well, if they're saying it at the beginning, then it's going to be the same mentality at the end. I know that. It's all the same goal. And if it's all the same goal, then its is it not just all the same war? Even if there's different wars popping up because it's World War III. And at the beginning of this massive war that lasts for years and years and years, The big thing is, is if America gets destroyed right away, then the world goes into chaos. You still have all sorts of wars, but it's all still one kind of overall war with a whole bunch of battles. And then all those little destruction prophecies that are in the Old Testament that haven't been fulfilled, get fulfilled one by one over these periods of time because the world is so war torn. It's just unbelievably war torn. Until the peace contract, that's the birthing pain. The Antichrist gets the peace contract. It's a false peace, and then you go right back to the wars that you were in before with the goal of, we got to get rid of Israel. That's the way it seems. I never pictured it that way before. But now that I'm living it, I can totally see how all these things could be fulfilled, and yet technically... You'd have all one war, different battles, different wars taking place, but all World War Three. It's it's just it's fascinating to see how it's going to play out. Not I don't want to see it play out. I want to be rescued. I said I'd give you Sebastian Gorka, and I did not let me do that now.
1: It's like the president said, I think it was in Iowa. He said it. I, I played the clip on, on my radio show today. He said... Um, I am pro-Western civilization. I'm pro-Judeo-Christian civilization, and that shouldn't be controversial. And he said, you know, rhetorical question, how how did it get to be controversial to say that I support the Judeo-Christian civilization? And I want to be clear to, to everybody out there in the Shire, you know, in the posse, that this isn't some war far away and this isn't you know ukraine redux mark you know mark 3.0 this is different this is civilizational when you hear the reports yesterday you're not supposed to do this in jewish culture the the body should not be defiled the sanctity of the body after death is is paramount but because of all the propaganda the lies of the democrats the racism of the media the knesset the parliament of israel had to show the footage that was taken by Hamas of a family who was slaughtered and the child, the living infant, was put in an oven and killed, roasted to death. Grown men, combat veterans, came out of that meeting of the Knesset where that footage was shown sobbing, weeping, collapsed. Why? Because this isn't just some war in the Middle East. As the jihadis say, First, we come for the Saturday people, the Shabbat people, the Jews, and then we come for the Sunday people, and we kill the Christians.
0: Yes. And that's what this really comes about. And then you add in the communist nation of China, who wants to ally with them because they want to get get rid of Christianity, too. They hate religion. Seems like they don't mind Islam, though. They mind it if it's kind of a threat, but they'll use it because it's a belief in a false God. It's really why they don't really mind Islam. They mind it if it threatens their power. But as long as it doesn't threaten their power, if they can work together with them to get rid of Israel get rid of America, get rid of the Western world values, China's going to do it. And then you have the rest of the secular world, nations you don't even think about, but smaller nations they're sick of america they're sick of america dictating things they're sick of america corrupting the world is really what it is and donald trump exposed just how corrupt we were we as american citizens did not want our government to act this way we didn't even think our government was acting this bad around the world we for the most part bought into the propaganda that our own government has given us. And now we look at it and say, my goodness, we have done a lot of damage around the world. And the world is sick of, of America. And and we're saying that was, that shouldn't have been the American people. We wanted freedom to spread and wealth to spread. That's all. Freedom and wealth. We were happy when other nations started to get wealthy and had free societies. That's all we wanted. We didn't want to determine which governments rise and fall. We didn't want to get into determining regime changes for the fun of it, but our government did. And it did it behind our back, or it did it in front of us and lied straight to our face. So the whole world is angry with America, too. The only thing that's going to make the world mourn if America gets destroyed is the economy. They're not going to mourn the American people. They're not going to mourn the American government. They're going to wonder who's going to buy their goods. That's all they're going to care about. Oh, my goodness. The economy is going to collapse. This could start a massive famine. And diseases. And they're right. They should worry about that because it will. But that will be their big concern. Who's going to buy our stuff? And we're not going to be wealthy either. We're going to be ultra poor, because they will be. Because you can't come off this system and think you're going to transition to a new system without utter devastation economically. It's not possible. They think they can transition it. They still do. And I don't think it's possible. You get off the dollar system and you end America as it is and the world economy will completely stop. Not just America, not just the Western world, the entire world's economy will completely stop. So they'll mourn that. It's sad to think that the world hates God that much. Because remember, the hatred of the Western world really isn't our government. Our government wants to be socialists, and they want to be communists. They want to be part of the worldly world. They want to reject godly values as well. So it's not our government, technically. They hate you, the person with godly values, the people who believe in the Bible, the people with Judeo-Christian values. Because your God is the one that scares them. They know which God to hate. I've always said that. People pretend like they don't know that there's a real God. And how do you know who the real God is? I know how you know. Look at who the whole world hates. Look at the God that the whole world tries to insult. Look at the God who the whole world always wants to go against. Or quotes. They always quote the Bible and stuff. Do I quote the Quran ever? No, because I believe it's a false God. But they'll quote the Bible constantly at you. People who don't even believe in it. Because they know which God to hate, which means they know which God is real. They know which God to blame for their problems. They might be angry of what's happened in their life, and they know which God to blame. They're correct. But they should repent to that God. That's what they should do. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. I love you guys. See ya. Hey guys, hit the subscribe button right now. Hi, I'm Alan Keyes. I'm the host of IMTV's uh, daily talk show about uh, news and events in America. And I want to say a good word for the New American Magazine. Uh, not only because Alex Newman has joined us as somebody who is periodically hosting a show, but because uh, New American Magazine represents an alternative media that is willing to tell people the truth. Uh, with so much fake news spreading spreading about and the fact that right now this country is in an existential crisis. We remember who we are and where we come from and what our principles are, or we die. Reading New American magazine can keep you up to the minute on the issues that are challenging us as a people and on which that survival hangs. You can check it out and subscribe at www.thenewamerican.com.